You're listening to Understanding the Law Radio, your business success and legal information station. Hi, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont. On today's show, we're going to talk about businesses that are actually doing a great job despite the pandemic that we are still dealing with. And, and this is a story that, um, or a topic, I think that, that can be inspirational because I know so many people out there that own small businesses are struggling and I hear the stories and I've been receiving the phone calls and, you know, it, it seems that it's quite dire when you look at it quickly, but what we can learn from some of these companies that are thinking outside the box and actually thriving is tremendous. And I think that, you know, hearing what some of these companies are doing might inspire some other small businesses. And and so I want to, you know, send a message of positivity with respect to small business, because I know that there are a lot of people out there that are telling us that this is the end of small business and you might as well pack it up. And it's not the case. It's, you, you know, you can't listen to that. You can't surround yourself with that type of negativity because all that's going to do is bring you down. And, you know, people's opinions and people's projections are, are meaningless in a way. And I don't want you to get hung up on that. So today I want to talk about some companies that are doing good things, either for themselves or for others. And, you know, certain small businesses that are um, really thriving throughout this this crisis, which is what it is. Before I get to that, though, I want to talk about a story that came out today concerning a 3M lawsuit. Now, 3M, for those of you who don't know, makes all kinds of things, those awesome stick-up things that you hang pictures with on the wall and it doesn't damage the wall. Um, I think they still make post-its, right? But they also make the breathing masks, the uh, N95 respirator masks that we're all familiar with and that everybody's been on uh, the hunt for. So this lawsuit that was filed in New York by 3M, it's against a company called um, Performance Supply. And what's interesting about this is that this is a trademark infringement lawsuit. But really what it seems got 3M going is that this company was selling their 3M masks at nearly six times what the actual cost of these masks is. And they were trying to sell them to the city of New York. Now, I mean, I get capitalism, right? But this is ridiculous. You've got a company that's profiting or attempting to profit off of a pandemic by inflating prices to such an extent. And, and in addition to that, selling products as if they're 3M. Now, what we don't know yet, because this lawsuit is brand new, we don't know what the defense is going to be. It's interesting. You know, is 3M saying that they were an unauthorized reseller of 3M products? Or were they pretending to be affiliated with 3M and then you know, gouging prices. We're going to look more closely at that when I get a copy of the complaint and we can talk about it on another show. But here's an example of 
obviously somebody that is not doing the right thing, that's trying to profit from this pandemic in a negative way by taking advantage of people. And in this case, it's the city of New York, but that trickles down to everybody in it. All of the hospital workers, all of the patients, everyone that's in the city would suffer if you've got companies that are price gouging. Now, I know that President Trump has enacted legislation and and executive orders that uh, prohibit that sort of behavior, but I understand why 3M is suing them uh, because what what this company did is really just, it's, it's just egregious when you think about what we're all suffering through as a global community. All right, so that's an example of something that, you shouldn't do. That's a, it's a bad actor. Now let's look at some of the small businesses that are really thriving despite this pandemic. And, and some of that is um, based upon what it is that they are selling or providing. So before we get into some of the great things that, that small companies are doing, let's take a look at this list of thriving small businesses that are operating normally, that they're not not doing anything like what this company was doing with the masks or price gouging, but they're just really succeeding because of the pandemic. So um, on this list include cleaning services. And a lot of cleaning services obviously um, are, are really overworked at this point because everybody is trying to clean surfaces in their office and it's a great time to do so because most people are working from home and therefore there's no one in the office so you can bring in a cleaning service and really clean uh, not just your office but there's hospitals and um, daycares and all these different businesses that want to make sure that the surfaces in in their office or or workplace are free from you know the virus or any other contaminant. So cleaning companies are really cleaning up, if you will. And I didn't even, I didn't even make that up in advance. That was all on the fly. Um, another one that is, is, is profiting are delivery services. And this one's tough because when you think about Amazon not being able to ship products the way that they normally do within a day or two, um, and it's, sometimes it's, it's taking a week to get something. What you don't realize is that the delivery services, not just the Amazon drivers, but other delivery services are super busy because people aren't going to the stores. So delivery services are making out. Another one, and, and this all depends on really where in the country you're located, but drive-in movie theaters. Now, First of all, there's a slight resurgence in drive-in movie theaters just because of the the nostalgic, um, you know, uh, feel to drive-in movie theaters. But drive-in movie theaters are actually doing a good business because it's the only place where you can see a movie in public because all the theaters are closed. And you know, I I think back when I think of drive-in movie theaters, I think back to. Um, the second time that I saw the original Star Wars back in 1977 was at a drive-in movie theater that used to be outside of Garden State Plaza in Paramus, New Jersey. So anybody that's familiar with Paramus and the Garden State Plaza, you know it's a huge mall. But there used to be, outside where the parking lot is, there used to be a drive-in theater. And I remember going to see Star Wars in that drive-in theater and it's just one of those things that stuck with me. So it's interesting. And 
nostalgic to see drive-in movie theaters are actually profiting. Obviously, grocery stores. We all know, you know, everybody's looking for food. So grocery stores are are making more money now than ever before. People are stocking up. People are buying things off the shelves as soon as they come in. Uh, and the final one on this list, which should be of no surprise to anyone, are liquor and wine stores. Liquor and wine sales, and, and if you recall, I think the president had deemed them to be essential businesses. Liquor and wine stores have done a tremendous business. Um, so that either says as a society, we're all alcoholics or, um, you know, we just like to bury our problems in a nice glass of red wine. But all kidding aside, you know, these businesses have, have thrived. It's just as an aside, I read the other night that there's a German doctor or researcher who has been telling people that whiskey actually blocks the coronavirus. Now, before you start downing bottles of whiskey, he has no scientific proof of this. There's nothing to support his theory. And it seems to me like it's something that you should probably not take as any kind of advice whatsoever. Um, it just seems like he likes whiskey. But it was interesting to see this crazy story because it caught my eye in one of the social media feeds. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, wow, look at that. And then, of course, it's like, yeah, no, nothing to support that. Um, but it does probably help liquor stores even more. All right, so now I want to talk about some of the local businesses that I've seen that are really doing a great job. And this is where I think you can gather some inspiration for your own small business. So you all have seen the curbside delivery with restaurants and bagel stores and, and food places. And that's really kind of um, become the standard, the norm, right? Because we're, we're not supposed to go in and eat in restaurants. It's supposed to be delivered to us or pick up or, or that sort of thing. So as to limit the amount of people and obviously the spread of the virus. But I found a local toy store that was doing something very similar. And that's a really unique idea for a toy store. So you call them up and you tell them what you want or what sort of item you want. And they will shop their store, call you back, tell you what they have. And you pay for it on, online and then they run it out to your car. And that's a really great idea. And what inspiration you can draw from that is that you don't necessarily need to be um, a food handling service or a restaurant to do curbside delivery like that. That allows you to still make money as a toy store and, and, and still service customers in a safe manner. So I think that's a great way and a great example. Another example is, and I hate to say this because nobody ever likes, likes to hear about lawyers and, and I don't either, even though I am one, I get it, but virtual closings. And this, this is something that I think is very helpful and hopefully um, continues on after this pandemic has ended just because it's very efficient. Instead of having everybody sit in a conference room and, and deal with hours of wasted time on a closing, these virtual closings allow for remote signatures and digital signatures and then, and then the easy transmission of documents. 
um, which will do a few things. It reduces the amount of paper wasted, number one. It reduces the amount of time people have to wait around and spend money on lawyers. And it still gets you, you know, either the purchase of your house or the sell of your house. So virtual closings are another great thing. Another um, business that I've seen doing some unique things is a, a dancing school. It's a tap dance school, performance dance. And in order to keep going, they have been doing online dance classes. So any of the, the students or, or, or participants who had you know, paid through the month, they're getting online dance instruction. So they're following the same curriculum that they would be if they were in class, but you're doing it from home. And another similar um, business are, are some of these uh, fitness trainers and some of these gyms, especially a lot of the CrossFit people. They're doing CrossFit routines for individual clients or personal training directly via the internet. Now, that's nothing new. I've seen it before. People have done Skype calls or Zoom meetings or even FaceTime. But this seems to have just kicked it up a notch because the setup, the way that, that they're training, it seems to be more advanced. It seems to be really functional, not just somebody on the other end of an iPhone looking at you or not paying attention. So those are some great ways that local businesses have been able to stay afloat um, while going through this. Now, other ones are, are photographers. Now, believe it or not, and I'm going to tell you this because my wife is a photographer and she has a, a small business of her own. Um, she came up with this idea, which I thought was really cute, which was to have clients send pictures of their kids that they take on their own iPhone. She would get it and then she would in, put it into a photo of the Easter Bunny holding a frame and then she'd put the kid's picture in the frame. And my wife did it um, so that all the, pro the proceeds, all the profits, 100% of it went to a local charity in Wyckoff where her office is located and they're giving to hospital staff and, and food establishments to try to, all the first responders basically. Um, so 100% of those profits went there, but that's a unique idea. And what I liked about that idea, and I'm not saying this just because she's my wife, but what I liked about this idea is that other photographers have been doing these things. They're called porch side portraits or porch portraits or something like that where they're, they're going to somebody's house, the family sits on the porch, they stand in the street, and then they take a picture. Um, but I've, I've actually witnessed some of this. I was taking a walk the other day, and I saw one of these things going on. And here they are, right? They're taking the picture from the street. And then I saw this person walk up to get cash from the family. So that completely defeated the purpose of standing on the street and, and taking a picture. That's just stupid. On top of which, I understand that businesses have to, you know, do what they can to stay afloat. But I think you've got to play within the rules and do the right thing. And I'm not a big fan of these porch pictures because of the way that a lot of the photographers are handling them. It's a good idea in theory if you do it all remotely. If you're making sure that you're collecting payment online and, and all that stuff. So I get that. And that's a, a good idea. But point being, 
that you can do unique things and out of the box things to keep your business going. Another one is a, a candy store. Candy store has, I mean, not a lesson. I'm sure that the candy store that, that I'm talking about is not doing the amount of business that they normally do on Easter week, but I am fairly certain just from talking to the owner that they're at least staying afloat. What they were doing is they were preparing Easter baskets. You'd, you'd go online and they had certain baskets, just a handful of, of different varieties, not, you know, anything really custom, but, you know, three or four different varieties. You pick one and then you pay for it and you pick it up and it's curbside delivered. And that's a huge help to a lot of parents this year um, who are struggling to make Easter, you know, what it always is for their kids. So these are all really good, unique, outside of the box ideas that prior to this pandemic, we just wouldn't think about. We, we wouldn't think about even, you know, curbside delivery for a bagel store. Obviously, big chains like Applebee's, and they, they always had that sort of thing. But you can see how making some minor changes and thinking creatively can help you stay afloat. So what I want you to take away from this is I want you to get the inspiration that these businesses, whether it's a candy store, a florist, a toy store, you can still do things to keep your business operating to make money. It's just a matter of hustling and going out and doing it. Try some things. Maybe they're not going to work. Maybe they will work and you're not going to know unless you try. But the idea here is we don't lie down and die. We pick ourselves up, we dust ourselves off, and we push forward. And we just have to adapt and change the way that we're doing things. And a lot of that stems from being in a positive mindset. You've got to have a positive, forward-looking mindset in order to do this. In order to say, you know what? I'm going to push through this and I'm going to propose that my store does whatever it might be that you're thinking of. So... Getting yourself into that right headspace is important. We're not going to talk about that on today's episode because I've already droned on way too long. Um, but we're going to do an episode next week where we're talking about that positive mind space and how exercise can help with that, not just through this pandemic, but afterwards when this is all over and you're dealing with your regular everyday stress, the benefits of a positive mindset and exercise. But again, we're going to save that for next week. I want to leave you today with some of these positive thoughts. I want you to take this weekend. Um, if you celebrate Easter, have a great Easter. If, if you celebrate Passover, um, you know, the same to you, have a great Passover. Um, but I want you to think about ways that your small business can think outside the box and continue to function using modern technology and just a little bit of creativity. And if you've listened to this podcast and you've thought about this and this has helped you in any way, I'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on our social media pages, leave a comment in, in, on our Facebook page or anywhere that you, uh, you can find us. Obviously, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're all over the place. And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what your story is. All right, that's going to do it for today. Have a great weekend. Stay positive, And I will talk to you next week. And we're going to be talking about exercise, positive mindset, and a whole bunch of other things. Have, have a great weekend. I'll see you next time.
Thanks for joining me for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. If you'd like more information about the show, or if you'd like to take advantage of our business and legal self-help resources, including our extensive video library, then visit us online at utlradio.com. You can also find us over on Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. Now, if you have any questions about any of the topics that you've heard discussed on today's show, or if you'd like to suggest a topic for future shows, please feel free to reach out to me directly at pl at pjlesq.com, or you can call us at 201-904-2211. Please also make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Also, share the information that you receive through this podcast with your family, your friends, and colleagues, and let them know about utlradio.com, your business success and legal information station.